I will say to Republicans in Congress is, what are you going to say to these parents? No action, no peace! No action, no peace! No action, no peace! No action, no peace! And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are under attack right now. It is March 31st, 2023. Welcome to The Daily Rob. You can find Rob all across the internet. Check the, all my links. It has all of his socials. And without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Rob Smith. Still, you forgot to say Ann Coulter's hero. Try to change it up a little bit every day. You, you know? think she has a blow-up doll in my image in her house in Washington? <laughs> I would hope not. I would hope maybe she has just like a nice portrait of you looking okay. like Fabio, you know, saving her from some news desk somewhere. I don't know. In Fabio, the one who was on the Ferris wheel and got hit by a bird, started crying. Oh, that does sound vaguely familiar. Do I got a memory like an elephant. All right, so let's get out to the news real quick. Stu, um, you remember not long ago, you and I talked about doing a special podcast where we would examine the liberal mind. What makes liberals liberals? And you're seeing um, the differences uh, in dramatic form today uh, with the shooting that happened in Nashville um, and the unhinged emotionalism of the crowd. And they just scream. But they cannot absorb any logic to anything. And Stu, what I think of when I think of liberalism is pure emotion without the ability to absorb facts and reason and without the ability to look at anything above a surface level and to see the cause and effect, the ripple effects of what certain policy decisions would be. One by Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, where he decries all political violence and calls for an end to that and uh, asks for respect for all political viewpoints. Without objection. Another so thing we can't examine because he's they, not they, here. Uh, Very good. No, you can Thank examine you. it. It's a document. He's going to no, examine him for what he wrote and the intent yeah. behind what he said. Well, I would Let's, just, okay. I would, I would just point out that that's that's uh, unanimous consents are for, are for documents, and we got the document Mr. right Chairman, here that he handed to you. Mr. Chairman, I would ask unanimous consent. The chair now recognizes Ms. Mr. Wasserman's Chairman, I, for her I have minutes. a unanimous consent request, Mr. Chairman. An epidemic that our great nation must solve. And how many lives will be shattered before we have the courage to do what Scotland did, what Australia did, what New Zealand did, what other great democracies do. We must solve this epidemic. And that's up to us. Ask them, and they go to the Senate, ask the same questions. They're cowards. They're all cowards. They won't do anything to save the lives of our children at all. Cowards. Pressure them, force them to respond to the question, why the hell won't you do anything to save America's children? And let them explain that all the way up until election day on 
2024. Let them explain it all the way up to Election Day on 2024. They're freaking cowards. They're gutless. They're not here. I'm talking about gun violence. I'm talking about gun violence. Oh my Carry guns? You think more guns lead to more death? More guns lead to more death. Look at the data. You're not looking at any data. You're, you're, you're carrying the water for the gun lobby. Look at the data. More guns lead to more deaths. Guns. States that have open carry laws have more death. States that have open carry laws have more death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That, that's a, what, calm down, children are dying! Nine-year-old children! Because the solution is not arming teachers. Have you ever worked in a school? 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 It's a yes or no question. Have you ever worked in a school? You will not answer my question. Don't stop and talk to me. Okay, I'll bring it down enough. Stu, there are 500 million guns in the United States, okay? Uh, that means that only something like point oh 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 one of them are ever used in a crime to begin with. And then the retardant effect of people who have guns means that they're not robbed, <laughs> uh, but they can't see that. It's just, it's a terrible thing that children got killed. But to be able to actually assess the facts and think about things in a rational way, they're incapable of it. You let your brain work for you instead of letting uh, your emotion get the best of you. The tech's out of the bag. People can make ghost guns at home fairly easily with easily acquired parts where you don't even have to get other people involved. And I've felt the same way about drone tech for a while now. And you're starting to see rogue drone tech being used in conflict areas where people are droning people with simple made drones connected with explosives. It's been happening in Ukraine. It's been happening in Syria. The tech well, is out of the bag. Well, Stu, in the, uh, in the heart of Africa, 20 years ago, you had the, the Hootsies and the Tutsis who were macheting each other. And a million people were slaughtered. If you want to kill somebody, there are a hundred ways to kill them. And uh, evil hearts will find a way to kill people. And that is the problem, not the object. It's the intent and the will of the person. It's always an individual decision to harm somebody. In Tennessee, a bunch of trans activists rushed the state house today. Now, so they're paid, okay? <laughs> You don't organize folks like that in a moment's notice. Um, this We see these groups, they're on standby. We saw it during the George Floyd thing. Um, somebody's paying them to make a lot of noise and to be disruptive. And Stu, you know, I will have the honesty to say um, they're not insurrectionists, okay? They're, it's a violent mob. It's an organized violent mob, which, you know, January 6th was not. That was uh, or, or organic. It wasn't intended to be that way. But these people went to that courthouse to disrupt things and to do violence. But they're not insurrectionists because they're not trying to take over the government. The White House today, instead, this is just a, a dangerous trend. 
You know what we ought to do with Russians? We ought to hug them. Okay? We 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 do not want conflict in the world. And all of this started with um, as I see it, with the Russian collusion hoax and uh, making and lying about what Russia was doing, and it pushed them further and further away from actually having a conciliatory relationship uh, with the United States based on Western values that we have and with trade. Now the White House is pulling, uh, has stated to uh, all Americans in Russia to leave. Stu, I don't think that's smart. A Wall Street Journal reporter was arrested supposedly on charges of espionage. Well, Stu, I'm not taking up for for Russia, but right now we don't know what's happened, okay? Uh, the Brittany Griner thing, um, she broke Russian laws, um, and she was sentenced under Russian laws. We don't know what this guy did or or didn't do, but we ought not to totally segregate ourselves from a country like that. We ought to be tying ourselves to them the best we can under the circumstances, because that's how you can be conciliatory and work towards peace and work towards a lasting peace. Um, so calling everybody home, I don't think is a good idea. All right, San Francisco, we all know they're crazy, but <laughs> they're having a, uh, a discussion amongst their city council and meetings about um, giving $5 million to every black person, not family, but person in the city of San Francisco. That would cost every citizen there $600,000. <laughs> and nobody's got the courage to say, this is fucked up. And what the black activists are saying now is $5 million a person is not enough. I don't want to talk a long time on this because you could write a book on this because every day more and more news comes out. But the Proud Boys, um, I don't know that much about them, but, you know, the DOJ said they all did all these horrible things. Well, the informant that the FBI planted in the Proud Boys wrote a number of texts and emails to his, his handlers and said, Actually, the Proud Boys didn't do anything on January 6th. They weren't organized to rush the Capitol. Um, they, um, they had no plans to. There was no insurrection. They didn't commit any violence. They didn't commit any broken laws. Okay, their own informant said that. Informant's name was James Knowles. And he also had authority from the FBI to commit physical and personal violence. And indeed he did when he rushed uh, the Capitol. Um, there's a whole lot more to this story, but just thought I would get it out there because again, the corruption and the weaponization of government is something we've never seen before. And we're on the brink of true tyranny. Hell, we are in a tyrannical state. Speaking of tyrannical states, 
probably the head tyrant these days is Merrick Garland. Who's by, by the way, that's not his real name. His real name is Garfinkel. Uh, and he was in front of the Senate uh, testifying not long ago in which, as you recall, he was very slow to enforce any federal statutes that said it was against the law and a criminal act to try to intimidate a judge. And they would not put federal marshals uh, out to protect Supreme Court justices after the Dobbs v. Jackson decision. Well, he told um, the Senate that these marshals had um, full authority to arrest folks and to do whatever they needed to do to keep the peace. Uh, well, it's been now discovered that he lied. And there's a a, um, a presentation stack, you know, kind of like a PowerPoint in which he tells the uh, marshals not to arrest folks. Um, he actively discourage them from making any arrest at all. It is clear that these marshals were given directives that limited, that narrowed the scope. Of course, we all want the physical safety. Um, the physical safety of our Supreme Court justice is paramount, and we thank you for sending those marshals there. 1507, though, actually is more all-encompassing than that narrowly tailored, objective, uh, narrowly tailored objective. And it says picketing or parading near a building or housing, if you're doing it with the intent to interfere with, obstruct, or impede the administration of justice or influencing any judge in the discharge of his duty. It's clear when you look at these slides that the marshals were not given those directives. I would like for you to take a look at that. And if you agree with that statement, um, I'd like for you to amend your testimony to the Judiciary Committee. Well, I, I, there's nothing for me to amend because, I've, as I said, I've never seen those slides before. I d I know I need to yield my time. Um, it, it's clear the marshals were given a different directive, and I would ask you to look into that, please. I will. And as you know, one guy tried to kill Justice Kavanaugh. So think about the evil here. This guy wants an unruly mob that can kill a Supreme Court justice for whom he disagrees with. That is is the picture of the left. You like the way I do this? It's kind of like what they do on the six o'clock news when they're through, they go. <laughs> Even though they read off a teleprompter. Yeah. We don't read off a teleprompter here, do we, Stu? It's all natural, yeah. organic. But we got, yeah, I have some notes. I admit that. <laughs> I don't have a teleprompter, but I have notes. Um, this might be breaking. I'm trying to get it fact-checked. But it looks like they have voted to indict Trump, even though I thought they were on vacation. I'm seeing this on online right now, and I'm trying to get a few more details, but this might be like within minutes breaking. It looks like even the New York Times might have an article about it already, and of course they would. Um, well... well let me tell you, if the New York Times has reported an article, it was written in concert with Alvin Bragg's office two exactly. or three days ago. Exactly. Grand jury votes to indict Trump, New York Times. Uh, live updates. Mr. Trump will be the first former president to face criminal charges. The precise charges are not yet known, but the cases focused on hush money payment to porn star during his 
2016 campaign. So a Manhattan grand jury voted to indict Donald Trump on Thursday for his role in paying hush money to a porn star. I thought we were supposed to be sex positive as a society, but uh... well, <laughs> this lady extorted, broke many federal laws trying to extort the president. They didn't have sex. She's admitted they didn't have sex. It's just outrageous. Exactly what we talk about almost every day on this podcast, the weaponization of government by leftists, because what is important to the left? It's presentism always. It's the ends always justify the means. That was Lenin's motto. That's the way they've always behaved. They don't care if they destroy every institution in this this country or democratic institutions or ch churches or our civil society. It's all about destruction and doing it now. This is funny. This is just what they love to just kind of read and they eat it up. So William K. Rashbaum, this is what will happen when Trump is arrested. He will be fingerprinted. He will be photographed. He may even be handcuffed. And the former president of the United States of America will be read the standard Miranda warning. He will be told that he has the right to remain silent and the right to an attorney. For the New York Times to have the jump on this immediately, they were tipped off days ago and this was prepped. But that's all I have for today. All right, Stan. All right. Catch you later.